2: around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor,
3: full pouches. Using your
2: Aspiration Zero credit card helps fight climate change. It's true. See, Aspiration Zero plants a tree each time you make a purchase. And tree planting is one of the most effective ways to combat global warming. Track your progress in the app and earn 1% cash back each month you reach carbon zero. Aspiration Zero. One card, zero carbon footprint. Learn more at Aspiration.com. The Aspiration Zero MasterCard is issued by Beneficial State Bank, pursuant to license by MasterCard International Incorporated. Beneficial State Bank, member FDIC 2021.
4: The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56-1 to odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code STRAIGHTFIRE, and get... 56 to 1 odds on either team. I told you guys to get (laughs) about last week. I said Rams. I like Chiefs. I hope you cleaned up. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code Fire at DraftKings Sportsbook. And official sports betting partner is Super Bowl 56 must be 21 or older is the minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state specific responsible gaming resources. Void were prohibited. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369.
1: They say there's no place like home, and as our loved ones age, they cherish home more than ever. At Home Instead, we're dedicated to providing the trustworthy, customized in-home care that allows seniors to remain in their own homes with dignity so they can be safe and happy. Home Instead's caregivers are reliable, trained professionals who offer services that range from personal care to memory care. A life well lived should continue at home. Call Home Instead at 877-788-6966 or visit us online at homeinstead.com iHeart.
5: This is
3: Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
6: Hello,
4: ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Straight Fire. It is Thursday, December 3rd. Big show ahead today. I've got to start by giving everybody a thank you for the DMs. The Facebook messages, yes, a lot of you apparently have Facebook uh, for the Nimesh Patel interview. He's a funny guy, and uh, if you guys follow his stuff on Instagram or YouTube, uh, he's a rising comedian star. And listen, we do, too, a lot of sports. Obviously, this is a sports podcast. We do a lot of gambling. Uh, we do a lot of fun guests, and occasionally we're going to mix it up and throw a curveball at you. And based on the response, I think we're going to try to work in some comedians every now and then, Uh, although some of the suggestions for who to get next. Guys, come on. Listen, I can't just go get a bunch of A-listers right out the gate. This podcast's only been around since August, but we are growing, and we're loving all the great feedback. Thank you for that. And listen, we got another tremendous interview today. Clinton Portis, former Washington Redskin running back. He was on Washington when they were the Redskins, so I can say that. He played for the Denver Broncos. I mean, this guy was on one of the legendary college football teams of all time, one of the most stacked rosters at the U. All about the U, baby. Uh, Clinton Portis, that's a little bit later in the podcast. I have to say, we have a huge NBA trade to talk about. Uh, You know, I didn't see it coming, but uh, it happened. We'll get to that shortly. But I got to start with three takeaways from Steelers 19, Ravens 14, a brutal loss. Uh, For the Steelers who were favored by 10, they don't get the cover because of a freakish Trace McSorley. Yes, the third string backup came in for an injured RG3, hooked up with Hollywood Brown, who doesn't do anything at all, ever. (laughs) And he catches a pass, gets lucky with a move. The cornerback falls down and boom, he's gone. I think it was like 67 yards for a touchdown. And that covered the spread for Baltimore. Um, But the three takeaways from the game. Number one, this ACL injury to Bud Dupree, the edge rusher for the Steelers, is massive. There is just no way uh, to, to make this like it's not a big deal. This is enormous, okay? This is a Pittsburgh defense that's already lost. It's middle linebacker Devin Bush. He went down, I believe, against Cleveland. And now you lose your edge rusher in Bud Dupree. I mean, he lives in the backfield most afternoons on Sunday. Okay, the guy had eight sacks this season. On Wednesday alone, he and T.J. Watt combined for five tackles for loss. Those two coming off the edge, and we've talked about it here on the show all football season, they remind me of what San Francisco had in the Super Bowl that flustered Patrick Mahomes for about 50 minutes. If you can get the pressure off the edges and pressure Mahomes, that's your best bet to stop him. And, of course, the pass rush wore down late in the game. Bing, bang, boom. Chiefs win. Mahomes is the hero. Um... That's a big loss in Dupree, and I was doing some reading late last night, and it apparently Bud Dupree is going to be is backed up by a third round rookie named Alex Highsmith. I mean, that is that's brutal. I don't know if there's anybody out there on the waiver wire they can go pick up, but my goodness, that that is a just a massive loss. Teams are going to easily be able to shift a double team to T.J. Watt on the other edge, Um, and you won't have to help on Bud Bud Dupree's side given there's a rookie over there. So that's number one. Big loss for the Steelers. Number two, I would watch a documentary on the fall from grace of RG3. I I cannot believe how bad he looked as a starting quarterback given what this guy was when he entered the league. Remember, Bud Dupree, T.J. Watt are chasing him down. I get that. You're facing one of the best defenses in the league. But we're talking about seven for 12 passing for 33 yards. This is a guy who was the offensive rookie of the year over Andrew Luck. And I know that was like five knee injuries ago. But RG3's pick six was just, I mean, I, what, what what is he even doing? Um, this is a guy who was a superstar on the path to superstardom in Washington. And This is a guy who went from, remember, he was like a good recruit, but Texas said, you know what, we'd have you play in the secondary. And he's like, no, I'll go to Baylor and be a quarterback. And he was just a quarterback in the Big 12. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he wins a Heisman Trophy, is the number two overall pick, beats out Andrew Luck for Rookie of the Year, gets the Redskins to the playoffs against the Seahawks. And if you guys remember that game, and I still remember it, Because RG3 was so dynamic. It was tough not to like him. RG3 gets injured. They leave him in and he gets hurt again. And, you know, obviously Shanahan took a lot of heat for that. And RG3 was just never the same after that. Um, And just watching him out there, I'm stunned, uh, that, frankly, that he's still in the league. And again, I know maybe it's an overreaction against uh, the number one defense in the NFL,
1: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
7: This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert. Sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when blue checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch stitch sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
5: Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you
4: listen to podcasts. Nice runs, uh, scrambling for his life. Um, I, I I don't know, guys. It, it's been a, it's quite a fall from grace. Um for RG3. My third takeaway for this game is the Pittsburgh offense has been sputtering, to put it mildly. And it's weird to say that because there's so much freaking talent on the outside. I mean, Washington, Johnson, Juju, Claypool, Ebron, who has the best nickname in football, Droptimus Prime. Uh, I, I laughed out loud the first time I heard that. Um, and been through 51 times on a Wednesday football game against a Baltimore team that has been decimated on the front seven of the defense. The secondary was largely intact, although they got dinged up in the game. And he threw 51 times. I, a very strange game plan. Snell runs hard. I know Connor was out. McFarland runs hard. Young kid. Um, I just, I was a little surprised by that. And, you know, also frustrated that Claypool did not get me 14 points that I needed in fantasy. So I will now miss the playoffs in my $500 league. And yeah, I'm pretty, pretty pissed about that. Um, Claypool ended with like 10 points. It wasn't even in, uh, sorry to ramble about my fantasy DB was not in the game uh, when they were near the end zone. I think it was in the late third, early fourth quarter. Uh, And then like the final drive, he wasn't even in like, I I don't know what they're doing. Uh, Pittsburgh's offense is just a little bit all over the place. And given the Bud Dupree injury, it concerns me that the Steelers are going to be able to get to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. I I don't know. We're going to find out how good this Pittsburgh team is. They've got to go play Washington next, which is like a sandwich spot. Okay? They're going to be nine, ten-point favorites. And then they face the Buffalo Bills, who quietly are probably the third-best team in the AFC right now. And um, if you remember last year, Buffalo-Pittsburgh played, I think it was a Sunday night game. Duck Hodges was just a turnover machine I I don't know if he had all five turnovers, but the Steelers had five. I remember that because I was on them in that game. And Josh Allen got them the W, and Pittsburgh missed out on the playoffs. That's a revenge spot. That's a big game. They're not going to care about Washington. So dangerous spot uh, this weekend for Pittsburgh. Uh, We'll get to that tomorrow uh, on the podcast. But those are my takeaways from Wednesday afternoon football, which I, uh, I enjoyed greatly. Look, we're all adults here. And I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum, lozenges, and pouches for adults who are looking for the best, most responsible way to consume their nicotine. It's a new year. Why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about? If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co and use promo code FIRE at checkout. Also, I have to read this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Remember, if you are interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code FIRE. If you're a sports fan, then there's really no better place to catch all your favorite sports than Las Vegas. Every game, match, contest, or competition. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are played in Vegas. And the best part is the action doesn't just start and stop on the field. Pre game festivities, post game celebrations, nowhere else comes even close. I will personally say going forward, I would have every single fantasy football draft I have in Vegas. I'm making usually now that I live in LA two to three Vegas trips a year. COVID pending, of course. And frankly, I love the pool scene, like the nightlife, but most of all, I love the gambling. And there's an endless list of sporting events you won't want to miss in Vegas this season. Check it all out at visitlasvegas.com and then go book your trip because no one does sports quite like Las Vegas where the excitement is endless.
6: What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow, too, because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org, brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
4: Let's move to the NBA quickly before we get to our guest, Clinton Portis, and I'm sure you guys saw it late Wednesday afternoon. John Wall's nine-year run in Washington um, actually ended up being 10 years, but he didn't play last season because he was hurt. Um, Nine-year run is over. He got shipped to the Houston Rockets, and the funniest take... uh, Actually, there were two really, really good ones that I saw in this one. Um, The funniest takes for John Wall getting traded to Houston... For Russell Westbrook is number one, John Wall and James Harden are going to be a stimulus package to Houston strip clubs. (laughs) Couldn't stop laughing at that. And the second one was Russell Westbrook got another triple double. He's now in his third different uniform in two years, Uh, which is, you know, pretty telling. Listen, I've had a uh, probably a too strong. Uh, of a negative vibe to a Russell Westbrook. Yes, I respect his hustle. I mean, the guy tries hard. He plays hard. Doesn't play smart, I don't think, but he plays hard. Um, and I mean, there's a reason Kevin Durant walked away. There's a reason that Paul George walked away. There's a reason that James Harden said, eh, I don't think this Russ thing's gonna work out. Now, you could counter with, well, what would you pick? Jay, stay in OKC or go to the greatest, uh, one of the greatest teams in NBA history in the Golden State Warriors. That was easy for Durant. You know, Jay, what would you do if you're Paul George? Kawhi Leonard tells me, tells you, come on, come home to LA and play with me in, in the Clips and we'll take down LeBron. Tough to turn that down. Uh, and, and now, you know, it didn't work out for Harden, but it's never worked out for Harden. He couldn't get along with Dwight Howard. He can't get along with Chris Paul and now Russell Westbrook. Um So I can see how that can be viewed both ways. I just, I don't know how long Bradley Beal is going to enjoy the Russell Westbrook experience. Because Russell Westbrook goes out there to stat pad for Russell Westbrook. Obviously, he wants to win basketball games and he's an intense competitor. Um, And I do know that there's some people out there who listen to the podcast who are friendly with Russ and they say I've been way too hard on him over the years. And I get that. I call it like I see it, guys. Um, I did comment over the weekend that I've watched football games where there's been announcers. Um, Tony Romo was just carrying water for Tom Brady Sunday, refused to criticize Brady almost the entire game. Interception. Well, Mike Evans, you know, that's a hot route. You got to know what's going on. And Bruce Arians, what are you doing with the play calling? Like, Romo just doesn't want to criticize Brady. And then you go to Monday Night Football with Brian Greasy. I mean, I don't know how many times the – who's the announcer? Levy tees up Greasy with an opportunity – to say, man, it's time to get on, move on from Carson Wentz. He's an abomination. Uh, let's get Jalen Hurts. And Greasy, a quarterback, you know, it's like a fraternity, all these quarterbacks. Greasy refused to go in. I mean, it just bad opportunities. And these guys can get too close. And one of the things that's gotten me where I am, for better or for worse, is that I'm a truth teller. I call it like I see it. Maybe say too much sometimes. I'm sure my mouth has got me in trouble, and it will again. Um but the reality is, Russell Westbrook's not a winning basketball player. He's just not. Again, I'm not hammering the guy. As a winning player, it's not him. Like, he's not a great shooter. Um, he needs the ball in his hand. He pounds the ball and dribbles almost more than anyone in the league. Him and Harden, obviously, are right there at the top. But uh, listen, I don't know how it's going to work out with Bradley. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum
3: Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
7: That's when blue checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sew, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for times. Getting ready to take on spring?
4: Deal? Does he ask for a trade before the All-Star break, after the All-Star break? Um, we know his affinity for Los Angeles. I don't see how that happens at this point, although I would just have to assume that Kyle Kuzma is somehow involved. Um, I don't know, guys. I, I, you know, I know there's some people excited about Washington. Ooh, Scott Brooks and Russell Westbrook reunited. Hooray. Like, Okay. Um, as for the Houston aspect, I, it's tough for me to wrap my head around The idea of Harden, John Wall, and Boogie Cousins. Um, I I just don't know how that's going to work. John Wall and Boogie Cousins, of course, played together at Kentucky. Reunited! And it feels so good. That was a stacked Kentucky team. What did they do? They got their butts kicked. I believe it was in the Elite Eight by West Virginia. And I think I remember that game because I was on West Virginia. Huggins, at the time, was at WVU and just always was good with the zones. And Kentucky couldn't shoot. And I think West Virginia won by, like, 15, 20 points. Great, great game. And listen, John Wall entered the NBA on opening night when they had player introductions. And you can go look it up on YouTube. It has, like, 3 million views. John Wall, when they introduced him, he does the Dougie. And it's a great dance. Like, he did a great version of the Dougie. And, folks, like, that may have been, like, his highlight in Washington. And I'm I'm not hammering the guy. That's reality. Nine seasons. And you removed this past season when he was injured. John Wall won three playoff series. Never got out of the second round. He was the number one overall pick in the draft. And I I don't think you can call the guy a bust. Um, he was a very good player. He's never an MVP candidate. Uh, at least not like a real MVP candidate. And, and I I just, I don't see how on earth John Wall is going to work with James Harden. Like, John Wall's a point guard. James Harden used to be a shooting guard. He's now converted into a point guard. And I guess Wall's ceiling was he was third team all NBA. He was all defense, second team in like 2015. He's made some all-star teams. I don't know what that's worth. I just don't see how those two coexist. I'm sure, you know, they appear to be pretty cool guys and they're enjoying life and they're very wealthy and they'll get along. But on the court, I, I don't know. Will Wall come back to where he was? I mean, this is a guy who's had two brutal injuries. Um, I think it was um, he he had a heel injury, and he had, like, an infection in that after the surgery, and then he slipped in his house. I think he was in the shower and fell and ruptured his Achilles. Like, I mean, he's had an unlucky run here, man. And John Wall was an Awesome. Talent. Again, talent is different from, do you make everyone else better? And again, and I'm not carrying water for Steph Curry here, but he's always made others better. His reshaping the geometry of the court is he pulls everybody out past the three point line because you have to respect his three. And that gives open space for the cuts and the screens and everything. And that's Curry makes others better. Um. I don't think Kyrie Irving makes others better. I don't know that James Harden, despite the lofty stats, makes others better. We know LeBron certainly does. Um, I, I just I don't know if John Wall and Russell Westbrook do. And listen, that, it's tough to make other players better. Uh, that that's what separates the greats from just the very goods. So um, for now, I'll reserve judgment on the Rockets in the West because let's see what happens if Harden gets shipped to Brooklyn. But. Just for the people who are saying, well, the Rockets say they're not trading him. Go look it up. On the 25th of November, that would be 10 days ago from today, the Washington Wizards GM said, we have no plans to trade John Wall this offseason or this season or whatever it was. No plans to trade Ten days later, he's gone. So I don't want to hear this lip service from the owner of the Rockets or the GM. That, oh, we're not trading James Harden. We'll see what kind of offers you get. Okay? So that wraps up a huge trade in the NBA. And now it's time to welcome in a guy who was an NFL star in his pro. Clinton Porter is that bad, bad boy in the NFL with Washington. He was very good with Denver. And um, I do a show with him on Fox Sports called Talk the Line Sundays, Right before NFL kickoff, for the first for that hour before kickoff, we do gambling, me, him, and Jeff Schwartz. And uh, Clinton Portis, great guy, great interview. I hope you enjoy it. This
3: Valentine's Day, you know just what to get that special someone because you know just what makes them tick. So head on over to proflowers.com to get fresh this Valentine's Day and get 15% off through February 14th on gifts for your special someone with promo code CRUSH15. See website for details.
6: They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
3: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports.
4: I know what sports fans want.
3: But for everything he doesn't, he
4: knows a guy who does.
3: Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy? Who knows another guy?
4: All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire. Uh, one of the most fun running backs I can remember in the last couple decades in the NFL. I started doing some work with him at Fox, Talk the Line. He's a comedian, he's a beast. Clinton Portis in the building. What's up, Clinton? Hey, Mac, what's going
9: on, man? Appreciate yeah, you having yeah. me on your show.
4: Yeah, hey, thanks for taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. Everybody wants to get in the Clinton Portis business because he's a. Uh, You know, a comedian, and, dude, I I, want to start here. I was just looking at the last time the Washington Football Club made the playoffs, and you were the star on that team 15 years ago. That was the last time they won a playoff game, 2005, and Clinton. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to bash your teammates, but I was looking at that roster. Holy cow, you carried that team. Is your back okay from carrying those Washington Football Club (laughs) in 2005?
9: Man, you know what's crazy? That was probably one of the closest teams that I ever played on. And I think we did something so special because everyone had to gel together. Everyone knew their role and went out and competed. I think we had to win like six or seven games in a row to get into the playoffs. And as a team, everyone came together. It was crazy. And then um, if you look at Washington, period, that time – they had Arenas and Caron Butler, uh, and they were competing with the, the Cavs. So the city was on fire at that time. Like it was Arenas and Portis and Moss and Butler and hey, like the city was crazy. That's, that's probably the craziest time or year that I ever had in sports.
4: Wow. Even more than uh, at the U, where I can only assume it was crazy. We'll get to that later. Uh, I I know Karan Butler a little bit. I've done some work with him at FS1. Super great guy. And you're right. He was on that Wizards team that was battling with LeBron. I think it was with Deshaun Stevenson, maybe?
9: Deshaun Um, Stevenson, Brendan Haywood. Man, that team, bro, they just kept running into LeBron. That was the only issue. Anybody else, then Arenas carry us to where we need to be. But they kept running into LeBron. I think so that's the year that LeBron told him at the free throw line yeah. that he was going to miss, and <laughs> then he missed the two free throws.
4: Brutal. That was brutal for Gilbert Arenas. But I want to ask, like, do you what do you attribute Washington's team being so unified? Is that kind of about the coach? I think it was Joe Gibbs at the time. Was it the veteran quarterback and Brunel? Or, I mean, who who was the locker room leader? Was it you?
9: Well, you know, actually, Brunel got hurt that year. So uh, I think someone else carried us in, maybe Todd Collins, uh, oh. if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I just think it was a team coming together. Man, the entire coaching staff, everybody bought into what Coach Gibbs uh, was selling. And you, Coach Gibbs could get that entire team uh, to run through a brick wall. If you look, it was just tough, structured defense. It was like, hey, we're going to be on a nail biter. This game is going to finish thirteen to ten, or ten to seven, or ten to six. And it was just one of those hard fought teams, like where everybody bought into the coach's identity. Everybody believed in the coach and that coach's staff. And the worst thing that happened was after that season that we came so close because we should have beat Seattle yes. in Seattle. And we had already beaten uh, Chicago, I think, earlier that season. So we would have had to play them, anyways. The Super Bowl uh, ended up with the Steelers, and was it the Steelers and
4: Bears? It might have been Steelers Seahawks. I, I, yeah, that's a good question.
9: Yeah, Steelers Seahawks. Anyway, whoever it was, we had we had already beaten those teams uh, that season in two thousand and five. So we were maybe a player away and they switched our entire offense. They, they, they took the chemistry away and made the huge jump in, in trying to correct it. And it set us back. And, you know, I think that was probably the closest team that we had. And I'm thinking of the unsung heroes, the the Marcus Washington and Ryan Clarks before every, before the world were exposed to them, uh, Lavar playing at a high level, uh, uh Chris Samuels, like you had so many unsung heroes on that team that it just came together and like we were inseparable.
4: Wow, what was it like as a young guy living in DC when, when uh, you know, the the Wizards were good? Sean Taylor, I think, was on that 2005 team. You guys, yeah, I mean, you were like a big guy on campus, uh, in DC. Was that it was just popping off, huh? Um, you know, it was it was
9: just. You know how you're in a time and you don't even realize it? You know, like, <laughs> normally when you go through something or this is, like, the the height of your career, you don't realize how hot you all are. And I think we had just gotten back together. Like, we had just gotten the band back together. Myself, Santana, and Sean T. Like, that was the you. And we needed, we needed Santana so bad. And Lavernius Coles wanted out. And... You know, they swapped Lavernius and Santana. And then all of a sudden, Chris Cooley came alive. Like, it was just one of those times where it's, it's like you're growing up in a neighborhood and you come home and your neighbor is already sitting in the house eating at, at your dinner table. You know, that's how it was. It was one of those doors open type team. Like, all your teammates would come by the house or you all went to dinner mm-hmm. or you all hung out. And I don't think people realize the importance Are the role that that chemistry plays in sports. And if you look at some of the teams that win, you know, you look at the LeBron-led teams, and they're constantly doing something together. You look at uh, the Brady, you know, you look at Tom Brady, and you wonder how these teams establish um, winning culture, and that's it. You got to have a locker room that's won. And and once that locker room gets that focus and they do it together – it's tough to beat those kind of teams.
4: Yeah. What about Daniel Snyder? I know he's taken a lot of heat. Uh, you know, again, the franchise has gone big time downhill. They're in the mix this season to win the division, but that ain't saying much. Did you have any interaction with him? Or uh, I know the franchise has gone through a lot in recent years, but uh, do you remember your time with him when he was one of the uh, in the early days of him being the owner of the team?
9: Man, I love Dan Snyder, man. Dan is such a, a great guy on and off the field. You know, I think he takes. Uh, a lot of blame for so much that he's not even involved in, you know, and I was telling this to a Redskin fan recently and they were like, yeah, Dan Snyder, XYZ fans hate him. And I said, why, you know, why do fans hate Dan Snyder? Because if you look back at whatever that gear was or whatever that request was from the fans, he gave you exactly what you wanted. Whenever my entire career in DC Whatever the fans, whatever the noise was from the outside, oh, they need to do this, or they need to acquire that person, he went out and acquired them. And then when it didn't work, it was like they blamed him, but that's what they asked for. So I always thought Dan took a bad rap, uh, a, a lot of negativity for whatever reason. But in reality, it's just one of those guys who's always trying to get his organization to the top and he did it in, in spending early on, back in the day when, when when organizations weren't spending money. So it seemed crazy that he was spending so wildly. And then all of a sudden they wanted him removed and they wanted him to pass, uh, pass the torch and let someone else run the, the organization. And when he did that, he took all the blame for that as well. So hmm. it's one of those situations that you can't win with. And I think he's constantly trying, constantly trying to figure out a way to get that organization back to glory days.
4: Interesting. I, I, you know, you hear, you hear and read a lot about him uh, being kind of one of these meddling owners who hasn't done well. But I hadn't heard that perspective that you're a, kind of a fan. Have you guys kept in contact at all, or no?
9: Yeah, he just had a birthday, you know, and I, he just had a birthday uh, right before uh, Thanksgiving. So I think mm-hmm. November 23rd. Uh, I spoke with him then, and, and we share something in common that no one will ever be able to break and that's uh you know sean taylor and you hate to um you hate to bring that up but uh dan snyder was the one that knocked at the door to tell me that sean taylor had passed and i remember opening the door and he just kind of fell into my arm so when you get those kind of bonds you you create those kind of uh uh, bonds together it's something that will never change you know whether i'm playing uh, whether I'm involved in the organization or not, the respect that we will have for one another, knowing the moments or the times that we've shared will always be there.
4: Oh man. So he knocked on your door. I mean, I'm assuming he'd never been to your house before. He got, he, the well, owner well, knocked no. on his, oh.
9: We were at, we were at the Mandarin or, you know, oh, okay. in Miami. We had flew down. Uh, we, we had flew down to meet the family and uh, to check on, on Sean when the news broke. So, uh we had flew down we stayed at the mandarin oriental and you know the doctor was was in contact with mr snyder or and and, you know he was keeping us updated and we were at we were at dinner and the doctor kind of gave a call that the signs were positive and things were uh were looking up you know and he just said "If, if sean makes it through tonight then um he has a chance like i feel good about his recovery and you know, I was gonna go back to the hospital, and Dan was like, "Man, you know, it's been a long day. Sean needs to rest. You should rest. We're gonna leave. we're gonna go over first thing in the morning." And I just remember getting a knock at the door, and I looked at the window and realized it was still dark. So I knew it was bad news because it wasn't first thing in the morning. So I hadn't overslept, and it was just one of those like, "Please don't let this be what I think it is," and I opened the door and Dan just fell into my arms and was like, he didn't make it. And, you know, we, we shared that moment and it will forever because I saw the genuine in Dan Snyder, no matter what people believe, or no matter what people think um, I saw a man shed tears over my friend. Like this was my homeboy. This was my teammate. Uh, And, and for him to be affected, the the same way everyone else was, I think, is what changed our bond. Mm,
4: man, yeah, I can. I mean, those Miami team you were on with uh, with Sean Taylor, uh, I think, was Greg Olson on one of those teams. I mean, you guys ah, were man. so loaded.
9: You, you know, Sean was actually a pup on the team. Ed Reed was the man. Ed Reed oh, was that's right. and, uh, our safe, and our our tight end was shocking and Winslow. And oh, God. yeah, exactly. Our tight ends were shocking, and Winslow and uh, Ed Reed was the leader of that defense. And you had Vince Wilfork over there uh, causing hell. You had Philip Buchanan, one of my favorite players of all time, uh, and who was also my roommate causing hell. That team was just one of those teams where we competed. You know Andre Johnson. Uh, the list goes on with with the guys and the names that was on that list, but. You know, just the stories that came with all of those guys. Reed stayed in school when he could have left. Uh, Andre Johnson, redshirted because we had Santana and Reggie Wayne at the <laughs> wide receiver position. So Andre had to redshirt, and that was his first moment of of just actually taking over at the receiver position. And uh, Shockey, of course, was hell on wheels. Uh, you look at that defense, you had young guys and – Vilma, D.J. Williams uh, at the linebacker position that were making a name for themselves. You look at that defensive line, you had William Joseph and Vince Wilford that went on to play in the NFL at a high level as well. So it was just players throughout, and we competed at everything.
4: Yeah, you you mentioned earlier about being on Washington at a time uh, in D.C., and you didn't really know that was the height of your career. I'm looking at this Hurricanes team. When you guys were so stacked in 2001, I mean, Clinton, the roster is basically like 20 guys who played in the NFL. I mean, did you guys at the time know, oh man, this it doesn't get better than this. This is one of the greatest collections of talent in college football history.
9: Well, you're saying 20 guys that played in the NFL. You're talking about 20 guys that were the best at their position for a period of time. Not only did they play in the NFL, they went on to uh, make, Bowls and tops in in the organization at their position or throughout the NFL. And and when you think of that and you think of the competition that we had on campus or the work that guys put in, you could believe it. But at the time that we were at the University of Miami, no one knew that they were that good. No one knew Ed Reed would go down as one of the best safeties of all time. You knew he had it in him, but just some of the the decisions he made in college that led to him being so dominant and so great, you know, because he could have left school, but he chose, you know what, I'm going to pass up on this money. I'm coming back to school. And then 24 teams or 23 teams passed over him. Mm -hmm. So for him to make it to the Ravens and to go on to have a career that he had, you know, it did, it did so much for so many guys. And when you look at Andre Johnson, uh, Andre was going to leave school with me, Phil, and, and Andre was, that was our crew. Andre was going to leave school with us, and his mom stopped him and said, hey, one more year, babe, like, <laughs> one more year, and he'd go on to be the second pick in the draft and yeah. the best player in, in the Texans franchise history, if you ask me. So there was so many stories and so many decisions made within, uh, within that collective group of guys that To see them go on and have the success that they had, like the competition we had over a run, over a period of time, when you're looking at guys from the U, Edrin James, uh, Hall of Famer, when you're looking at uh, Santana and Reggie Wayne that don't get the credit they deserve that were so outstanding and, and detrimental at that time. You know, guys like Roscoe Parrish, who people forget about, was so talented and so good before slot receivers were getting their getting their credit these yeah. guys were already doing it so uh, we had so much talent on that team and there was so much competition that once you got to the nfl you like man my homeboy was better than xyz <laughs> and then all of a sudden when your homeboy get this opportunity they like oh that's the dude you was talking about you like Hell yeah, that's the dude I was
4: talking about. <laughs> you know, is, it, is there any way to put in context for the average listener, just sports fan who gambles on games, plays fantasy football, you know, knows all the players, to put into context what it was like being a rock star on that team on campus? I mean, I'm looking at the running backs on that 2001 team. Clinton Portis, Willis McGehee, Frank Gore, Najee Davenport. <laughs> Those are four and, NFL players. Frank Gores in the Hall of Fame, Clinton Portis, McGahee, historic careers. Like, were you guys – what was it like on campus?
9: Well, it, it was the same because you're leaving out Jared Payton. Mm. Jared Payton was on that team. I see, yep. see. Uh, the son of, of Walter Payton, uh, one of the greatest players to ever play in the NFL. And Jared Payton had the exact same talent that his dad did. And you know, it was just unfortunate that his father passed while we were in school because Jared Payton, I tell anyone to this day, Jared Payton and Frank Gore had the best vision and footwork that I've ever seen to this day outside of Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders was the only person I would say had better footwork than those two guys. So being in being in uh, a meeting room and you knowing, you know what, I can't even doze off and take a nap right now. Because a young Willis that's hungry is going to acquire some knowledge. Or a young Frankie G about to acquire some knowledge. And it's going to give them a step up. So it was just constantly competition. And, and, you know, for me and Frank, I think we formed one of those uh, bonds and relationship as well that Frank was just one of those guys that was so in love with football. He wanted to learn everything that he could possibly learn for his opportunity. So it was like taking Frank under my wing. And every time I turn on the TV, still seeing Frank on the field, seeing how he's moving up the charts. You like, wow, man, like that's Frankie G like that's, that's my dog. That's my boy. So uh, you just got to be proud of it, man.
4: Yeah. I want to quickly ask about the running backs. You know, you mentioned uh, Frank Gore, obviously. And, you know, I looked at 2005 and what the running backs were making and who was at the top. And, you know, it's a little surprising now that running backs, the position that everybody says is dead. It doesn't matter. You could just rotate in whoever you want. You know, Christian McCaffrey, 16 million. Zeke, 15 mil. Le'Veon Bell, 13 million. But people keep saying in the media that, you know, who needs a running back? I don't know, Clinton. I mean, you played the position. Running backs clearly matter. They're making a lot of money. Well, if you
9: if you don't believe running backs matter, just go and look at the teams that's played in the Super Bowl. You know, you look at the San Francisco 49ers and how dynamic their running game uh, was last season, how detrimental their running game was for them to get to the Super Bowl. And if, if Kyle Shanahan decided to run the ball maybe three or four more times in that game, The San Francisco 49ers are Super Bowl champs. Mm -hmm. That's how important the running game is. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes. It was Williams. It was the running back that carried them through the playoffs. Now, Mahomes did all the, oh, once they got back into the game or once he got settled down, Mahomes took over, and he deserved every dollar he got. But to get to that point, it was the emergence of Williams in the playoffs. You look back prior to that. You look at the Atlanta Falcons, you know, and, and Devontae Freeman and Talvin Coleman in Atlanta, they ran to the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, you're up, what was it, 21-3? to 28-3, you, yeah, yeah. 28-3, you stop running the ball. You're talking about two more carries in the Atlanta Falcons beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. So that goes to show you how important the Seattle Seahawks would have another Super Bowl ring. If they hand Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch the ball. So, you know, for those people who say, well, the running back position is you could put anyone in it. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. And the people that you put in it have to appreciate their opportunity. That's the problem. We don't get the same opportunities we were getting. Uh back in the day, running backs was getting the star running back was getting 20 to, to 30 carries a game. And now you're looking at running backs and they're getting you know, 10 to 15 carries a game, and a wide receiver is getting 10 or 15 attempts a game. You know, I was looking at the stats uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and at one point, Claypool, or matter of fact, Deion Johnson had seven attempts in the first half. He had seven, seven attempts in the first half. So you just look, the ball is being spread around because it's a passing lead. But I still would turn around and hand it to my guys, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Those are some of the better players in the NFL. Ezekiel Elliott, when you give those those guys the ball on a consistent basis, they give you the production that you expected. You look at Nick Chubb, you look at Derrick Henry almost taking the Tennessee Titans to uh, the Super Bowl last year. You look at Nick Chubb emerging in Cleveland when everyone broke Cleveland off and well, I got Baker Mayfield and we're going to throw the ball around. No, we're going to run the ball with Nick Chubb and let our defense uh, play, win games for us. So I think the mindset is changing.
4: Uh, yeah, I was looking at the the playoff run you guys made in two thousand five. To get there, the final five games you won, and it, you were the bell cow, over a hundred yards and over twenty or more carries. I think it was twenty three or more carries. And you, you just, you're right. You don't see that as much anymore, uh, unless your name is Derrick Henry, right? And and I just I wonder do you think they're tr- they're almost treating running backs with kid gloves Clinton like they're being too careful? They don't want to overburden them.
9: Well, I think I think everyone looks at hey, you know what? Instead of running the ball on first down and maybe picking up 4 or 5 or 6 yards, I could throw this quick pass and I have potential to get instead of maxing out at 6 or 7 yards, I have potential to turn up and get 15 yards. But in reality, if you just hand the, hand the ball off to the running back, no running back could get, get going with four carries a quarter. You know, if you break it down, I got 16 carries at the end of the game. That comes out to be like four carries a quarter. What am I supposed to do with four carries a quarter? I can't get into rhythm. But when you're talking about 20 to 25 carries – now I can get into rhythm. I can set some things up. I could see what the defense is doing to try and stop me. And I could come up with a plan, a reactive plan the next time I see this defense. But now you have so many guys running on and off the field. You have so many specialists. Oh, this is my first down guy. I'm going to put Adrian Peterson in for the Detroit Lions. And on second down, I'm going to put Kerryon Johnson in. And on third down, I'm going to put Swift in. That those guys don't get an opportunity to look and see the field as they should because all three of them got talent. So if if you just get back to the one guy that's the bell cow, and when I get tired, hey, I tell my my backup to come in and he can do everything, then I think that gives you a better brand of Mm -hmm. football because you've taken the physicality away from football.
4: All right, let me ask you a final question, Clinton. Um, who do you think is the most complete back in the NFL right now? I mean, like blocking, rushing, receiving. Total package right now, who you got?
9: Dalvin Cook. That's a no mm. Uh Dalvin Cook. And, and any really, any running back in the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> system, because that's what they ask. Oh, and I would, I would give Christian McCaffrey. I think he has a different role because he can line up in the slot. You know, he, he and Le'Veon Bell uh a different caliber of back they're both great backs still but they have a, a skill set that they could go be a slot in your slot corner can't cover them or they could come out of the backfield so when you're talking about pure back I would t- I would take Dalvin Cook
4: okay there it is from one of the greats Clinton Portis all right dude hey man I will see you on Talk the Line this week Clinton Portis everybody uh, Clinton hey, J- you, you want to promote on, before- anything i mean yeah
9: Hey, listen, I want to promote how much I hate FSU now that I'm giving Dalvin Cook ah! credit. I just, told, <laughs> I, just, I just told you Dalvin Cook was the best back in the NFL. And for me to say that, you know, for me to give a guy from FSU credit when I bleed orange and green and I hate garnet and gold, um, that <laughs> means a lot. So that that tells you. How good I really think Dalvin Cook is. You yeah, know,
4: well, FSU's falling on hard times. I, you know, it's going. It's I don't tough care. One. It's Tell personal.
9: Us. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> when we fell on hard times, they didn't take it easy on
4: oh, us. Oh man, that's ruthless. I love that rivalry. Clinton Portis, everybody, thank you, Clinton. Uh, you know, enjoy the games this weekend. Hey, no problem, man. Take care.
3: This Valentine's Day, you know just what to get that special someone because you know just what makes them tick. So, head on over to proflowers.com to get fresh this Valentine's Day and get 15% off through February 14th on gifts for your special someone with promo code CRUSH15. See website for details.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.
8: Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, some 41, 30 seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
1: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.